Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Sesco. We are here in LA, <laughs> chilling. So you're born in, how do you say it, Groningen? Groningen, Groningen. Yes, I'm kind of close. Yes, I, I looked I up those tutorials of how to say it online. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, in the Netherlands. Yeah. Groningen in the Netherlands, yes, that's where I was born. Well, I was born in an even smaller city called yeah. Delfzell, which is super crazy, but it's like in Groningen, this one of the smallest cities, way up north mm-hmm. to the seaside. That's where I grew up. How about, were your parents born there as well? Uh, my mother was born uh, near The Hague. And my dad was born in, like, the state underneath Groningen. Oh. And, yeah, so... Because well, my dad's yeah. parents are from uh, Indonesia, actually. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, because you brought up, like, Indonesian food so much in your previous exactly. interviews. I'm like, okay, maybe, you, maybe you're Indonesian. Definitely. That's why you love Asia and that's can speak why, Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, that's my roots over there. And, uh, like, we go there pretty often for shows. Yeah. Fan base is amazing. And... Electronic music is really growing there, so it's definitely uh, for for personal reasons and yeah. career reasons. That's definitely a place to be. Do you still have a lot of family there? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. on the islands though, because like, um, <clears throat> so you have Indonesia, like just like you, know, you have China and then you have mm-hmm. Hong Kong. It's like yeah. slightly different, different languages, oh. like different stuff. Um, uh, my family's from the Moluccan Islands, mm-hmm. which is like an island group within Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. Do you speak that? Is it dialect or what is it? Yeah, it's dialect. They call it, uh, so you have <coughs> language, they call it Bahasa. Oh. And then in, you have Bahasa Indonesia. Yeah. And Bahasa Malayu, that's like where my ancestors are from. Yeah. So it's slightly different, but I know some of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. What made your parents move to Netherlands? Oh, so my mom was born in the Netherlands, but the, the thing with my dad is like, it's a long story, I won't go all the way in, but Indonesia used to be a Dutch colony. Yeah. And back in the 50s, I think, uh, after the Second World War, uh, the Dutch lost from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And they brought uh, the Moluccan people who oh. fought amongst the Dutch people against Indonesia to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how my grandparents got there. Yeah. And then my father was born, met my mom. I was born, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how it went down. And you grew up with a lot of like funk, jazz, yes, kind of music. Yes, yeah, so, um, so my mom was always a, uh, pretty free in music. She really loved like funk, jazz, like more like danceable music. And my dad was more into like uh, playing guitar a lot. Yeah. Even though he didn't know to re- how to read sheet music, he would just play out of his, you know. And you learned drums, right? Or you taught yourself? So, no, no, no. I actually got into, yes, I know drums, but I didn't teach myself. It it went through, um, when I was seven, we have this uh, holiday in Holland called Sinterklaas, Mm -hmm. which is like, you put your shoe underneath, like, the fireplace, or by the fireplace, and you write a list with your favorite, like, the stuff you want. This is something like Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Christmas. And then I was like, oh, I want a drum kit or whatever, I would love to. And then the next day I woke up and there was like one pedal in the shoe and the rest of the drum kit was like (laughs) standing right next to it. So I got a drum kit for for that holiday and I went to do practicing. And since my seventh birthday, I actually 
having drum, yeah. playing drums. And even like since a young age, music already touched you. Like, weren't you like dancing to your brother's like heartbeat or something? Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> well, how do you know that? That's crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so yeah. It's been, I'm a I'm quite a, quite a weird dude when it comes down to that. But I've been into music so much, like I don't want to get driven over by a car. <laughs> never good. Um, I don't know, anything that had like rhythm to it just kind of moved me. Mm-hmm. Literally, like if the radio would be on, I would just like... <laughs> There's a song on the radio and then the neighbors would go like, our child doesn't do that, like why does your child move when the radio's on? So yeah, that's kind of how we knew we had mm-hmm. to do something with music. Yeah. What career are your parents in or what do they do? So my dad used to work in uh, two factories that I'm really know, that I really know. So he used to work in like a, a cardboard factory mm-hmm. at first. Uh, like he used to work a lot of like irregular uh, uh, days, and like it was like hard work. And I always could see that there was a lot of effort, you know, for for my parents to be like have a stable family. So my parents are actually pretty different so like my dad is like a full blood dark skin looking uh, Christian man Mm -hmm. and my mom's like a light skin full blood Dutch Mm -hmm. uh, almost atheist (laughs) oh my gosh I'm not saying like she's but she's not against it but she doesn't Mm -hmm. really just believe in anything Um, so to have such different profiles and still be together for 25 plus years was amazing yeah 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 so, that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of how it went down. So wait, what did she do? Did you tell me? So my mom um, is uh, used to be a sociotherapist. So she oh. used to work a lot with like people uh, resocialize. So whether it were like uh, people that committed felonies and they mm. had to get back into society, she would help them out. So I had a really good. Uh, how do you say this? It was really good for me to have a person to talk to that, oh, that yeah. has like professional insight on like. Uh, psychology because like for me being so into music and being like all over the place like almost artistically you know like Mm -hmm. into it my mom would always sit me down like hey Daniel as much as music is fun you know there's like priorities Mm -hmm. and there's like uh, responsibilities in life and she always you know explained me with that and took her time Mm -hmm. uh, with me to like learn everything. I'm 24 now, so I'm good yeah. now, but still, <laughs> you know, I, I have a hard time sorting everything mm-hmm. out, you know, what, what comes first. Yeah. And... Do you remember the first CD you bought? The first CD I bought? Uh, that's a good question. I do know um, the first CD that I got uh, gifted uh, by one of my uncles, which was Michael Jackson Off the Wall. Oh. And my my uncle, uh, his name is Hans. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, he already passed two years ago, I think. Maybe it's a little bit longer. Mm. He used to be architect, and um, my whole family was always like, Daniel, behave. Like, you know, if I would be yeah. acting crazy, they'd be like, Daniel, why you gotta be so crazy? So they would say behave, but then my uncle was always like, let, this, let him be, you know, let him, let him. Uh, develop uh, and, and you can feed this hunger for for art and then he got me the CD and I literally like <laughs> danced to the CD. I used to have like a bowl cut so my hair would like fall oh, down like this yeah. and if it would move it would be like <laughs> so, so I was just like a little ADHD kid around <laughs> like that, yeah. How do you describe yourself like teenage years? <laughs>
un like how do you say this almost unable to handle but yeah yeah like it's always fun and it's all good but like I was so determined to do music and like sometimes I did music not just because it was music but just because it wasn't school or just because mm -hmm. it wasn't so you have a lot of people who go out a lot of kids when they're young they like go out and cause havoc like you know hang on the corner and you know be annoying or like kick you know how do you say this Van vandalize things or whatever I was never like that I was always in my room trying to trying to you know working with computers and play games and like you know I wasn't really much of a sporty person either like I used to do track and field mm -hmm. so I did I was yeah. into sports, but like most of all music, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I would just make music. Yeah. And then when you were 16, you went to, was it Academy of like Pop Yeah, and Pop Culture? and Culture, yeah. Academy of Pop and Culture. And uh, unfortunately, I'm still on there, which is it's good that I'm still <laughs> studying, but I was supposed to like graduate four years ago. <laughs> so I'm still working on my thesis for so long, but like mm -hmm. every, like stuff's just been crazy. Yeah. Like I've just been doing so many things. Uh, and it's keep, it keeps on getting crazier, so. I don't know where it's about to go, and I just hope I'll be able to finish them. Did you, was it specialized, like concentrated in music, or was it like a general? No, it was arts? A, it was arts and arts and music. So it was it was it, the school was split up in two two um, uh, subjects. So it was either uh, visual art or uh, music, mm -hmm. and I chose music. Yeah. <laughs> what was the turning point that you like dropped out, or I guess like temporarily hold? <laughs> uh, well. I never dropped out, but like I said, like I never, I really always had a hard time to stick to anything. Like, uh, though I had a relationship for like six years, like I just broke up. Oh. But I had a relationship for six years. Yeah. And it was really good to have something stable. Was your career at a certain point, or like what actually made you? I could never really, because my career was always going somewhere. Like the, yeah. the next day was always better than the last. Oh. Like, it was when did good. you actually? Formally started because you started by Daniel, and then you became Lil B. Oh yeah, what the fuck you know all that? Oh my god! Yes, and then I find out like okay, Lil D, Lil Dick, like it might not be a good name to be to have to be a you know prominent yeah. rapper or some shit. Wait, so, so you were you rapping? I was rapping, yeah. <laughs> so, so what happened was like um, I, when I played drums first, I just played drums, and then I, I joined the band. Mm -hmm. And the band was fun, but it, was, it wasn't really like creating. So I, I like playing, but I like creating even more. So I was like, yo, let's write a song mm -hmm. or something. But none of my, um, my the, whoa, none of the members of my band would like be into writing. They would just go to school, show up to the band repetition, like uh, rehearsals, and they're like, okay, let's play the song and we'll go home. <laughs> So yeah, so I was like, okay, band band rehearsals is fun, but I want to like make my own song. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just download some in instrumentals, and that's kind of where it happened. My grandfather, so my mother's father, Jean, he still he still lives. Uh, shout out to my grandfather. Mm. Uh, he actually got me into computer producing. So like, he was the one who would like look for apps or like programs on a computer for me to down to like download and work on and like um whether it was movie editing pro video editing programs or like uh photoshop like photo editing programs or music editing programs so 
when I got the music thing, I would literally get like a, a gamer headset, hmm. uh, put it on a on a on a lamp, and with the mic sticking out as my little as my little rap mic, and I would just like use yeah use the programs to download like I would download the instrumental, rap to it, and I rap. <laughs> The only problem was that if I didn't like, uh, I don't know, Jesse from across the block, mm -hmm. I would say, yo, fuck Jesse from across the block, I don't like you. You're free solid. And I would put, I would put that on a song, and then I got, I quite, I, you know, I got into trouble, because they were like, yo, why are you talking about me like that? <laughs> and especially because I would put it online, so yeah. I would put it out for people to listen to and buy and shit, so. Did you I was get like, a fan base? Excuse me? Did you get a fan base? I got a, a kind of, so that like, street. Rap is like yeah. kind of, they call it like street poets. There was like this 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 community called street poets, and it was like a a, 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 a website, and you could like if you were cool enough, they would like upload your catalog. So if they, if you had like 10, 15 songs and they were dope, yeah. they would upload it and they would like put you on blast and like have you create a fan base. But as much as I would create fans, I also created like enemies because they were like, how Yo. old were you? I was like fourteen or something. <laughs> But I was so into it. I was so like, I got this. And I would rap so serious. Like, I was like, okay. People would start forming opinions. So if I would say, like, yo, the grass is blue and the sky is green, they would like, yo, you, you a dummy. That's not true. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't want to make songs that um, represent an opinion too much. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do instrumentals. Like, cause I really got into trouble. Like when I would really like say, yo, your mom's this, nah, nah. <laughs> but if I would say something like offensive to somebody, they yeah. would really show up to my house. They would be like, well, dude, what's up, what's up with this? What's up with this song? I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not a good idea. <laughs> so what I did was I would, um, first I started producing my own instrumentals for my raps and I was like, okay, fuck all this bullshit. And then I was like, okay, all this opinion, if I would make a, a an instrumental or like a beat, mm -hmm. and I would call it bluegrass or green sky, nobody would care because there's no voice on it. There's like no spoken word, so it's just the music. And that's when I got into like producing mm -hmm. instrumental music, and that's when I started doing beats, and SoundCloud started growing, yeah. and Facebook started blowing up, and what happened that was the first time somebody would go online and say hey did you see this online like did you you would share you know you mm -hmm. instead of going to the movies together you would share a movie on facebook with yeah. your friends so that's what they did with my music too like i put shit online and then they would go like oh this is dope dude check this out this guy yeah. sesco like he's doing mm -hmm. this pretty dope so that's kind of like how how the instrumental music got started how, how what age did you actually start sesco what age did I start Sesco? Good question, because Sesco used to be uh, C-E-S-Q-O, simple. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have. Nah. <laughs> it would have been it would have been way easier. But the reason why I got into the EAUX was because I wanted to brand it that way. I was like, I didn't choose the name to be easy. I chose the name because I felt like that's what it is. My my middle name is Francesco, so it's Daniel Francesco mm -hmm. to Perea. So I took Francesco, Sesco, and I wanted to brand it so like. When you have uh, like a desk mm -hmm. in Dutch and in French, you say bureau. And then I went to EAUX yeah. um, at probably what, mm -hmm. 16? Yeah. I guess. And then when you were like 17, 18, how did you even get connections? 
Like, we're already known as a producer in, like, Netherlands and then started getting international connections. I think so, yeah. But I think maybe internationally went got first because of, like, the, what I just said, like, the whole sharing thing. Because, oh. like, when the music's good, they don't look at an age. They don't look at a name. They don't mm -hmm. look at nothing. Because, like, nobody knew what, how to pronounce my yeah. name. Even up to this day, a lot of people still don't know. But they listen to the music. They know the songs anyway. So, like, I thought about changing my name a lot of times, but I was like... I don't feel like that's what the music is about. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just care about the music. <laughs> so were a lot of blogs posting your music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing, cause like that's also that also came up. It was just really a hype. So it was really the hype of like uh, bass music coming up. So mm -hmm. they wanted the most underground stuff. They wanted the weirdest stuff, and I was like an underground weird dude. So mm -hmm. that fit. How did you first meet Yellow Claw? How did I first meet Yellow Claw? Um, so I was at the school that I was in, at the Academy of Pop and Culture, mm -hmm. and uh, um, there was a girl that did a minor study at our school, and she was the only like urban person that I met because all my classmates were in like rock and pop mm -hmm. music, so they would only like play guitars and. Talk about the game and I was playing with my dog and I was that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then she came to school and it was really like hip hop and R&B and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, that's dope. And she's like, okay, we should hit the club one time. And I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so she's like, you know, Yellow Claw. I said, I had no clue who that is. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're gonna check this out. So I went all the way to the south of, of Holland and um, we visited the show. And I was blown away because it was like a one-hour show with like 30 minutes of hip-hop and R&B, 15 minutes of like house, and then it was like 15 minutes of this like hard style, drum and bass, dubstep influence, like finale. Mm -hmm. And to have that, I'd never seen that before. So I was like, if anything, if I want to do anything with music, these guys will understand. They don't have to like support me, didn't have, I just need them to like either tell me what to do or with this music because I don't know what to do because it was only big online. And then I ran into, I just literally, I was a bit tipsy, I remember, and I would literally just walk up to to Jim, I walked up to Jim, mm -hmm. I was like, yo, and he was like, yo, I was like, okay, that works. <laughs> and he says, um, what's up? And I said, I got some music you want to like listen to? He's like, here's my email, send him a bunch of music. Yeah. Were they already big at that point? Define big, cause they they were they were doing well in mm -hmm. in Holland. They were doing tours. That's what oh, they were known okay. for. But not really internationally yet. Right. Okay. That's really growing. But then he, I sent him my music, and then he was like, "It sounds cool, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no DJ that can play this at all." So I was like, "Okay, I gotta change it up." And then Jim kind of taught me how to like make DJ friendly oh. music or make my music DJ friendly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like how that started. Mm -hmm. So at that point, were you like back living with your parents or how were you like financially stable? Um, so living with my parents till what, like 16, 17. Then I met my ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. who I've been with for six years. So yeah. we lived together near school. And um, there's, there's <laughs> We were uh, so we lived uh, near the academy, and then we were like. Uh, were you already making money off music? Not really. Not oh, so really. So did you have another job? 
So yes, I did have another job. I used to work at Subways. <laughs> I used to work at Subway, make sandwiches. Uh, and I used to... First, I used to work in a Chinese restaurant for like a good five years. Until I was like... So when I was yeah. 15 and when I was 18 or so, I started working at Subway. But only for like a year. <laughs> and then I started DJing in yeah. a little club called Donovan's. Mm -hmm. And then in my city, Groningen, is like a big student city. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of students and they always want to party. And I would work like eight hours. I would play for like almost eight hours. Like mm -hmm. salsa, merengue, oh. bachata, like more Latin style music. And uh, hip hop, old school hip hop and R&B, some house music. But that was my job back then, yeah. just DJing bars. I just need to show the full thing because I can't. This <laughs> is too funny. <laughs> and then, did you immediately join the Yellow Claw family? So that wasn't really a Yellow Claw family. It was just literally uh, Jim, really, really being like a brother for me, because he also shares the same roots. Like his, aunt, like grandparents are from almost the same island as where oh. my grandparents are from. Yeah, like neighbors. And we both like music and he really believed in me. So we actually, yeah, we just started working together. Mm -hmm. And that grew. Yeah. And then, then eventually that worked so well, you know, putting me on shows and having me release music with them and all that, that we started the Baron family. Mm -hmm. You know that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, family yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, Baron family. Yeah, I wish I had like Yellow Claw family, but you're right. Yeah, Baron family. So yeah. that was kind of like, because a lot of people asked me, like, how did you join the wrong family? I said, I didn't join it. Like, it's literally, I was born into it. Yeah. Because it was just, that was my, my, yeah, the people around me. Mm -hmm. How did you meet Afrojack? How did I meet Afrojack? Um, oh, good question. I, so I, for some reason, if somebody's a... I don't want to say famous, but if somebody's like good at something, mm -hmm. I just want to mess with, I just want to meet them, I just yeah. want to hang around and yeah, and there's a lot of like successful musicians coming from Holland, from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So, and the Netherlands is a small country, so the chance that you run into uh. them is fast. Uh, and we have these things called ADE, Amsterdam Dance Event, mm -hmm. you heard of it? Yeah. So. I would literally go there and just like check people's tag and be like, hey, who are you? oh, you're a club owner? Okay, cool. Oh you're, a, oh, you're a DJ? And then, yeah, of course, everybody knew people like Afrojack. I would just listen to his music, but long story short, the first time I actually hung out with him was through David Guetta. That's funny, because like, I've been knowing Afrojack for way longer. Uh, but once I started working with David, we went, we went in sessions together and he would just be there and he, he already knew who I was. But you know, as much as I love him, he was always like, oh, so uh, Danny. He would like call me by like, well, like a, 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 how do you say this? Call name or whatever? Nickname. Nickname. Yeah. Like, oh, Danny. So I heard, uh, I heard a lot of good stories about you. Like, how's his music going? Like always a bit like, you know, competitive yeah. type. I was like, yeah, 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 it's good. And I would show them some music. We did a record together with OT Genesis called uh, Life Good, which was really cool. Um, and it already happened, like, the second time we met. But it was just in the studio. It was crazy. It was Martin Garrix, David Guetta, me. Yeah. We were in the studio working. And we hung, we mm -hmm. hung, we just met. 
He was breakdancing. Did you know he was what? a breakdancer? I didn't know that. Yeah, he used to be a breakdancer. I only know Laidback looks really into um, like martial arts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So everybody has their thing. And you also said in a previous interview that if you look up at someone, they like kind of look down on you. So that's actually something, because it's really funny, because uh, that's also a thing I really love, like I really love and respect Diplo, I really love him very much. But that was a thing, a, a thing that I wrote. So I wrote a paper about it, uh, it's called Dip High or Dip Low. Mm -hmm. And it was a thing about how a person like Diplo, uh, who has an online profile, is very attractive to a young and on um, how do you say this young producer mm -hmm. that hasn't had any like uh, experience inexperience inexperienced mm -hmm. producer so they would lo look up to that person so much that they were like oh my whole career can improve by going through this person so and I would be like yo like that's I understand what you're thinking but this person has a career too. So don't forget that if this person is not looking at you the same way, mm -hmm. it's not going to be an even split. Mm. So you need to find like either somebody who's going to run, you know, ride for you as hard as you do for them or just be really careful about how you approach the situation. Because I just know a lot of people who work with people like Dip, Diplo and they would like be weirded out that they made music that would end up sound the same. So if Diplo would listen to me and would work with me and he would like what I did and he would make a certain type of music that I make, I cannot be mad at him because mm -hmm. that's his own thing that he found. Mm -hmm. Like, he did his research, he found it. Um, but actually, like, Afrojack and, like, David Guetta, their music's kind of different to you, right? I mean, yeah, but, like, music is music. And yeah. I used to play drums. I used to work at Subways. Everything's mm -hmm. different now. Like, yeah. So, so why, would we, why would I stick to something? Mm -hmm. I made a song with Justin Bieber. I never put that in my, my agenda. I never put that in my, my... I never thought about doing that, ever. It just happened. Mm -hmm. So I took, I took it. And I appreciate that it happened. Yeah. And I'm just really glad. Mm -hmm. You haven't always, like, sang on your songs, right? Is it more of a recent thing? Singing on my songs, yeah, uh, dude, I would like to do anything on my songs right now, mm -hmm. like literally anything, singing, rapping, yeah. writing for other people, or playing instruments, like, mm -hmm. I like all of that, but it's more, it's more of a recent yeah. thing. Yeah. Did you always realize you can sing? No, I still think I can. Really? But like, I'm no, so I sure of a voice, I was like, wait, this is you singing in the video with Sophie? So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's something funny too, because like, the main reason why I did that song was like because I wanted to, not because it was the music that I felt like making for the rest mm -hmm. of my life, but I wanted to show people that that's also something that I enjoy doing. It's a song that I wrote, it's a song that I produced, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm moving towards a greater musical existence than just club music. Mm -hmm. So that's what I started doing, yeah. so I started singing. And I don't know. I started doing more and more. I'm actually like singing a lot now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you taking actually, like vocal lessons? No. Well, not teaching even. Teaching yourself. But, like, I'm like everybody I do a session with. I'm always like, oh, I did this thing, yada yada yada, and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of how I teach myself. There's like no right way to do it. Like mm -hmm. honestly, like if you think about it, like right now it's 2018, and a lot of people think about, oh, it's uh, iPhones and, and everybody got phones and everybody got Instagram and everybody got all these things going on, but. 
it, it goes all the way back to talent. So it all mm -hmm. goes all the way back to, okay, what are you actually good at? Like, you probably know enough stuff about photography mm -hmm. and, like, you know, yeah. asking questions and all these things. Like, for me, it's, it's just mu it's music is the main thing. So even if I get insecure and I think I cannot sing, I have a, I have a certain talent and that I didn't buy, that I didn't, I received it. It's in me, you mm -hmm. know, like from, from dancing yeah. to my little brother's heartbeat to <laughs> producing Justin Bieber's record. Like yeah. there's things there. Justin Bieber wasn't even alive, I think, when when when, when I, my brother got born or something. Oh. Like by, you know, yeah. by, how do you say it? Figure of mm -hmm. speech. Yeah. But that's how things go. Mm -hmm. It's momentum. Like if you think about Diplo or some or like Jim, they're like 11, 10 to 11 years older than I am. Yeah. And we do the same, we're working on the same projects. It's intense. Mm -hmm. it's cool. Where do you say you got your style inspiration from? Or were you always this stylish? <laughs> my my clothing? Yeah. Uh, um, first of all, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, I think my parents got me to wear stuff they wanted so bad that I was like, okay, when I finally got, you know, the chance to create my own wardrobe, and I was like, okay, now I can wear yeah. what I want. I was very mm -hmm. picky about like what I liked, and I wasn't picky, but like I was picky about the way I was gonna wear it. Mm -hmm. So I could literally what I'm wearing right now is like just some shit that I like. Mm -hmm. Like I bought these shoes for a different occasion. I bought this this pants in Japan. Like I bought this shirt in Amsterdam. I bought this in Hong Kong actually. Ooh. The Gucci bag. <laughs> yeah, Hong the Kong designer store. stuff, Hong Kong. <laughs> Shout out Hong Kong, making me spend money that I don't have. Nah. So was it just like mostly from yourself, or did you read a lot of like blogs? This is funny. We can like walk. Oh yeah. Right, go on. <laughs> there style. Did you read like blogs, or is it just from yourself that you decided to how you anything, style? Anything, anything. Like whether it's like where there's people that I know. You can see it. Like this. This is cute. Yeah. I oh. thought this was an interview, not a honeymoon. Like, <laughs> Oh my god, it's like all over. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's like a courtyard. I like it. Though. Time to propose. <laughs> I just got it from everybody around me, and I just like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm into clothing. I always was, I always am, still be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? A lot, and I'm still learning a lot. Like, first, like, you know, even like heartbreak is one of mm -hmm. the biggest lessons. Like, being together with somebody for six years and like seeing it pass is like okay, so nothing is forever. Like if you don't stick to it, if you don't wake up every day and feel like okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. So if I wouldn't treat my career and my music as with the importance that it has, it will fade. Honestly, like I will still be a good musician, but I won't be. I won't have a career like this. Mm -hmm. So those are like things that I've learned, like priorities and like, you know, the essence of like, okay, take care of yourself, uh, think about tomorrow, you know, mm -hmm. move on, be nice to people. But I always have been, like, that's how my parents raised me. So that's all good. Like, but I think there's so much, still so much to learn. Like I work with David Guetta, he's 50. Yeah. So he's twice my age and I respect <laughs> him like yeah. mad. And there's mm -hmm. no way I could, I could know what he knows and right now, but I'll learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Wow! Deep. Uh, love is everything. Love is everything. Love is, love is the flowers. Love is like, music is love. Music is love. Love is love. Family is love. Like everything is love. Like, if it wouldn't be love, it wouldn't be anything. I mean, 
because I come here for the love of music. Like, mm -hmm. you come, you, we set this up for the love of, like, you know, getting up to know other people better or, or sharing information or, you know, it's all love. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm a very loving person. I hate hate. I, I love hate, so I don't, I don't have to deal with it. Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just very positive and... I can't. I can deal. I cannot deal with negativity too mm -hmm. much. What do you say have been your biggest challenges? Biggest challenges, love. <laughs> 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 nah. Well, biggest challenges definitely uh, letting go of things. Mm -hmm. So like when when you do music and like for example you work on a laptop, laptop dies. I go mm -hmm. crazy. I'm like ah, it's not even about mm -hmm. just the laptop, but it's like about having this environment. So uh, moving is hard for me. So I would love to move to LA, um, but mentally that's a hard thing for me to do. Uh, letting go of my ex-girlfriend, for example, used to, was hard. I feel better now. Yeah. That was a fucking challenge. That's crazy because that that's like pretty much your whole career. growing up life. Oh, oh yeah, career, my career yeah. and my whole puberty. Yeah, hell yeah. 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 Every day is a new challenge, yo. Like, I did tours where I didn't sleep for like five, six days, and did a show every time and. I, 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 I don't know. I did so many things that would be... <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even trying to kick this cup and I just Whoa. keep walking and I keep kicking this cup. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Yeah. Nothing per se. I don't think it's about me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's about me. I, I just hope that, that the people that will you know, live longer than I do, you know, can live off of the, posit the positivity that I might have uh, created or like, you know, uh, the, 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 the doors I've opened, but nobody has to speak out my name, you know, per se. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. So, doing all these things, like at 24, doing all these things, working on all these records, working with these amazingly talented people that... I used to see on TV gives me the feeling like I'm only, I can only be humble and grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. No this problem. Is awesome. No problem. No <laughs> Bye, problem. Guys. Thank you.